sponsored by Amazon. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Manavalan. It's Thursday. Today's show, why public trust in the Supreme Court keeps dropping. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. A new poll from Gallup set for release today shows a drop in approval of and confidence in the Supreme Court. Gallup previewed some of the key findings for Playbook. The top line, less than half of Americans say they have a great deal or a fair amount of trust in the judicial branch of the federal government. That represents a 20 percentage point drop from two years ago, including seven points in just the last year. This is the lowest confidence rating for the judicial branch in Gallup's trend by six points. That contrasts with trust levels exceeding two-thirds in most years in Gallup's trend since 1972. The drop in trust is driven largely by a sharp decline among Democrats, whose level of trust is half of what it was one year ago. The new poll marks the first time that less than half of Democrats and independents express faith in the judicial branch. The new Gallup poll also finds a record-tying low of Americans saying they approve of the job the Supreme Court is doing. Meanwhile, a record high percentage of Americans say the Supreme Court is too conservative. The Supreme Court has long been one of the few major institutions in America to survive with relatively high levels of bipartisan approval. But voters' views of SCOTUS now track the polarized views of Congress, the President, and the media. Here's the thing, the justices themselves are well aware of their diminished standing. The Wall Street Journal's Just Bravin recently documented how Justice Alina Kagan and Chief Justice John Roberts have sparred over the legitimacy issue during public appearances this summer. Here are some key quotes from Kagan at recent events in Rhode Island and Montana, respectively. The worst moments in the court's history have been times when judges have even essentially reflected one party's or one ideology's set of views in their legal decisions. The thing that builds up reservoirs of public confidence is the court acting like a court and not acting like an extension of the political process. If over time, the court loses all connection with the public and with public sentiment, that is a dangerous thing for democracy. This is what Chief Justice Roberts had to say earlier this month in Colorado. Simply because people disagree with an opinion is not a basis for questioning the legitimacy of the court. Kagan and Roberts both declined to comment to the journal, but in an unusual and rare statement, Justice Samuel Alito, author of the Dobbs decision that has driven down the court's approval, directly responded to Kagan's critiques, at least without naming her. This is what he told the paper. It goes without saying that everyone is free to express disagreement with our decisions and to criticize our reasoning as they see fit. But saying or implying that the court is becoming an illegitimate institution or questioning our integrity crosses an important line. We can't recall the last time justices sparred with each other in the press in this manner. Meanwhile, in a victory for much-needed transparency at the court, a spokesperson on Wednesday said that the court would continue its Pandemic Institute measure of offering live audio broadcasts of arguments. Jessica Gresco from the Associated Press adds, Monday will be the first time in more than two and a half years that the justices will hear arguments with members of the public present. As it made landfall in Florida on Wednesday, Hurricane Ian forced roads and bridges to close, rained in torrents, and flooded coastal areas, spawned tornadoes, and forced those locals who hadn't already escaped harm's way to bunker down. One thing the hurricane didn't stop? Negative campaign ads. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Senator Marco Rubio, and Representative Val Demings 
all of whom are in competitive state ride races this year, are continuing to run ads during the storm, reports Politico's Gary Finout. The hurricane's arrival comes at a pivotal time in the election cycle, less than six weeks ahead of the 2022 midterms. Most election officials in Florida are supposed to start sending out mail-in ballots in the next week. Gary told Playbook on Wednesday night, The campaign has been paused in some ways, but it depends a lot on where someone lives in the state. Some campaigns began to take down their television ads in markets that were directly impacted by the storm, but have left them up in places that have gotten some impacts but have not experienced the full fury. One longtime Florida politician who's not a fan of continuing to politic during the storm, former Republican Governor Jeb Bush. Bush told Politico, I think campaigns should shift to helping what will be hundreds of thousands of Floridians that will need a lot of assistance. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 11.35 a.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will depart the White House to head to FEMA headquarters, where he'll receive a briefing on Hurricane Ian and the federal response. At 2.40, Biden will head to the State Department and host the U.S. Pacific Island Country Summit. At 5.20, Biden will return to the White House, where he'll welcome Pacific Island leaders and host a dinner at 6.40. Vice President Kamala Harris is in South Korea, where last night and this morning, she participated in a bilateral meeting with President Yoon Suk-yul, met with women leaders from South Korea, and visited the DMZ. She's now on a flight back to D.C. The Senate is in today. The House will meet at 10 a.m. And if you happen to see NASA Administrator and former Florida Senator Bill Nelson around today, you might want to wish him a happy 80th birthday. If you're looking to strike up some small talk, you can mention the recent NASA mission from earlier this week, sending a spacecraft named DART directly into an asteroid 7 million miles away to see if it could alter its course. But everyone is going to bring that up to him today, so maybe try bringing up his horoscope. Politico's FDA reporter Catherine Foley is here to help. Catherine, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Uh, Catherine, I'm told specifically by you on Slack that you are not only a great FDA reporter, uh, but you know a little bit about astrology. Yes, uh, I I sure do enjoy a horoscope in my spare time, despite uh, loving and believing in science through and through. Uh, So what do you know about Bill based off his birthday, uh, September 29th? Does it surprise you that he's a former senator and current NASA administrator? Fantastic question. So all I can say about uh, Bill Nelson from his birthday is that he is a Libra through and through. I don't know his full uh, star chart, but uh, knowing that and knowing he was born in sort of the first third of the month, um, I would assume he is a very charming, charismatic person, comes across as very level headed. Um, and probably has an affinity for the finer things in life. So I could absolutely see someone like him being uh, a senator. And I think someone being nice and balanced and having a fair sense of judgment would make a fantastic uh, leader and and probably head of of NASA as well, right? Yeah. A lot of high pressure situations there. (laughs) Uh, Not only uh, being the head of NASA, I actually just saw this. Um, He was the second sitting member of Congress to travel into space back in the 80s. He was on the space shuttle Columbia. So I don't know if there's anything finer than a, you know, $500 million spaceship going into orbit. I mean, yeah, that's definitely one of the finer things in life. I'd be very curious to see what the rest of his star chart has, because, you know, maybe he's got uh, something that draws him to a flare of adventure in there, too, because as much as cool as it is to go to space, I, I really do like both of my feet planted firmly on the ground. Fair enough. Um, if you know, if anyone listening knows Bill and can get us his star chart or wants to tell us that uh, how close we were to his personality read, uh, let us know. All right. Thanks, Catherine. <laughs> Thanks. 
All right, for more news on what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Monovalin. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. All employees should have the opportunity and tools to grow their careers, regardless of where they start. That's why Amazon offers nine different programs designed to help employees advance their careers and move into higher-paying roles within Amazon. Learn more at aboutamazon.com.